sing a song about things that make you happy? Just happy and you know something. It's happy and you know and you really want to go. It's just happy and you Maybe later. Okay. Hi, Lily. Hey, Anju. How's it going? <laughs> Good. Um, so this is going to be the last episode of our first season of our podcast. <laughs> yes. Hooray and sad at the same time. Yay. Yes. It's uh, our... It's the end of May, and we had thought that we would do this, um, try this out until the end of May. Um, and so this um, episode will be what? Is that the eighth? I think it's the eighth episode the eighth. now. Yeah, we yeah. did it for about two months, so that's right. Mm-hmm. So um, given that it's our eighth and last episode of the season, instead of talking about our delights, um, from our past week, we thought um, we would instead talk about um, our reflections um, about this um, experience of doing our first podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I think, uh, what was the question what we, that we wanted to talk about, Lily? We were going to say um, what it is that we felt about the call to delight. Is that correct? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what comes up in our hearts? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So maybe I'll ask you first. Sure. What feelings are like, well, now I'm, I'm blanking again, but I guess. Uh, <laughs> what comes up in my heart? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> about our call. Um, on one hand, I feel like. Um. I know for sure I am super grateful for our friendship Aww. and I think it's our friendship that allowed <laughs> this podcast to happen and I like that um, I mean we were keeping in touch like we text each other almost every day if not every other mm-hmm. day mm-hmm. and so we do stay in touch but sometimes it's hard to find time to like call given our time difference and everything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's been nice to know that there's this call time when we definitely get in touch and mm-hmm. and I get to hear about how Lily's doing and um and just dive in deep into something that is authentic to um our experience that week. So I'm mm-hmm. like really thankful for that. Mm-hmm. I also feel really intrigued about um, the place of our conversations, our podcast, in the context of um, like Asian diaspora storytelling. Mm. Um, what, like, what we contribute to that? Do we contribute something to that? Like, that's something that I keep reflecting about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think those are the two things that I mainly think about. Yeah. I love it. Thanks for the share because I think um, when you when and also before I I guess I start uh, 
mm-hmm. is the um, thought about like intention, like intentional time allocated for some, like a loved one. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that um, so often, and I know that this is something that social media I notice does for me or for any, like uh, um, anything that's kind of like the busyness of what life brings these days, I find that um, actually setting time aside, like a regular routine piece, um, which is actually something I don't normally do, but what you're saying is that intentional piece of putting aside a a specific piece of time where Mm -hmm. um, you're connecting with someone that you care about, which is, I feel the same way, (laughs) so ditto. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, I love that you mentioned that, you know, um, because it isn't always that easy. And time gets away from us otherwise. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, with the Asian diaspora piece, it's although although we have no listeners, which is not a bad thing, it's that it is still something (laughs) to contribute. And who knows one day who's going to listen to us. So (laughs) I often think about the ways that people will talk about, like, things that go viral one day, but like you'll realize someone's been doing something for like six years. I mean, that could be us one day, but who knows? But I do think it is important because it's not for anybody. It's for us. And it's for, and then on top of that, for anybody who wants to listen, that it's available to those who are searching. Mm -hmm. I think that it's no voices. um, I don't like, I've heard people say, oh, like everybody's got a podcast now, but I think that the idea of like every voice, like voices matter and whether or not it's just somebody could be searching for this and that's all it needs. It just even one person Mm -hmm. to feel Mm -hmm. connected to it, you know, um, so that it's less alone. So I I agree with that. Totally. I love it. Mm. What Mm -hmm. comes up for you, Lily? Um, yeah, for me, uh, I think I think for me, the idea of um, routine has never been something that I really have, like. I find myself it, it, like finding that it's like if I don't have somebody else holding me accountable for something, I mm-hmm. will do that thing whenever it will come up. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not on, uh, and and that kind of puts me in a place where I'm not as present. Like I, I, I notice that about myself. I go, oh, oh, I guess the time got away from me or like whatever is happening. And I don't realize that I'm perhaps I haven't connected with something or mm-hmm. done something or been as intentional. And in mm-hmm. general, when we're thinking about things that make us joyful, um, it, it often seems as though as well that I'm not as intentional about joyful things. Mm-hmm. So actually setting time aside to be thinking about joyful things um, was very, or, or delight um, mm-hmm. it really had me allocating time that I likely would never have done. And I'll often would think, oh, I'll do it later Yeah. to really just reflect on my moment, um, yeah. was really important for me. And it actually, to be honest, if I didn't have you to hold me accountable, um, and, uh, I don't think I would have. Um, mm. and I think that's what the joy and gratitude I have in, in, um, friendship and relationship is that we have two people and it's not to leave it on you to do but it's more like as a as a team we hold each other accountable because I would never skip this because I care about you and I and I and I know the other way around is the same we would 
do our best to connect, right? And so mm-hmm. when we hold each other accountable, we both experience delight because we've mm-hmm. made it a tension for the both of us to do it. And I think that that in itself is amazing. Um, so it, I think it just brings forward again, yeah, friendship and accountability and having each other's back. Like it reminds me so much of how important that is um, mm. in so much of life, like to just be um, reaching out to our friends when it comes to, or loved ones when it comes to th- needing support and love and connection in yeah. all positive ways and also in some, and it's not positive or negative, but in the good, like the happier things and in the challenging things. Mm-hmm. So I think I that feel, that's, yeah. Oh, sorry, please. Yeah. No, I just, um, like when you were talking, I, uh, there's been this question that's been in my mind and I feel like you kind of answered it for me. Um, mm. So I, if you don't mind, I will bring okay. up a side t- subject and it's related. <laughs> yes, please. please so do. in my last um, blog, um, I wrote and I know you read about the hikers who went hiking mm-hmm. together in Korea. Mm-hmm. So just for context, um, um, four foreigners who live in Korea, they decide to take on this challenge where they climb the three highest peaks in Korea. And the guy who came up with this um, idea um, is a British guy who is like, uh, who takes on these challenges like for fun. So this is one of many that he's done. And so like the first major big one that got him famous being that he was one of the youngest um, Britons to um, climb Everest when he was like, in his late teens um and he's when he came up with this project and they were showing like his preparations and things like that the behind the scenes with the tv crew that filmed them mm-hmm. he said i want to do this with a team and mm-hmm. um a couple of times he said you know i could do this alone but i'd like to do this with a team and the con the bigger context to this is um when he was climbing Everest, he did it with his best friend from I think high school, and on the way down, da- on the way down from Everest, his best friend died, and oh, um, and but he's still done these challenges, and he has like a challenge done in his best friend's name, and mm-hmm. I thought about this guy. His name says his name is James Hooper. Hooper wanted to do another challenge, and he and it's clear that he could have done this on his own. Like this really wouldn't have been a challenge for him really if he did it on his own, but he said he wanted to do with people and he didn't even like pick the team. He let the TV crew pick the team, which Mm -hmm. is why um, they were so inexperienced. Mm. And, And there's like this moment at the, almost at the end of the challenge where they're filming, where like two of the guys who are not like professional athletes are like clearly suffering and like only doing this for James Hooper. <laughs> like they would have quit um, otherwise, but like, and it's really unclear if they'll meet the 24 hour mark. Mm-hmm. And like James Hooper shows no signs of being tired. Like he could have mm-hmm. finished it on his own. But then there's this moment where he, like he says, like, I didn't know like, what do I do if they can't come? Like, do I go on my own? Or, like, do I not? Mm-hmm. And I've been asking myself, like, why did he want to do this with a team? 
Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. didn't understand. Like, and if his experience is like, like, it's really traumatic to come down from Everest and have your best friend die. Yeah. And yet he keeps doing these challenges, like, with friends and wanting to make friends through them. And I, like, and I, I genuinely didn't understand. You could have done this on your own. Why? Why recruit people? But then when you were talking, I thought that, well, when you were saying how um, you find um, routine um, not something that comes to you, like, naturally, mm-hmm. um, and that maybe um, you wouldn't have done it without me, I was mm-hmm. thinking, well, I find routine not challenging, and so mm-hmm. I could have done this without you. But then I thought... Mm-hmm. Okay, so I could have had a podcast for eight weeks by myself. But then, what? Like, the meaning almost comes from the fact that I did it with you. Not Mm -hmm. that I did it, you know? And so then I wondered if, like, maybe that is a little bit of why James Hooper keeps on doing this with teams. Like, he could have done the three mountains in 24 hours and less, like, way less. Mm-hmm. if he was doing it by himself but it's almost meaningless to just do things because you can do it for the sake of doing it like mm. I like that yeah well because it it brings uh, there's there's different uh there's different pieces to why we do things right I, I guess for him it's almost that um the 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 starting with why he even wants to do it in the first place so it was like if he wants to do it to to like accomplish the mission of being like I can go up and down in 24 hours or Mm -hmm. is it can we can we experience the challenge together of or Mm -hmm. the challenge of the 24 hours and and if that's something that um wants to be shared due to a like um like it's almost as if um then they can all like celebrate it together and to to have togetherness and camaraderie and um, knowing that people have experienced hardship together. Yeah. And I, I think that, yeah. And, and I joy think and delight. Camaraderie, yeah. There's a lot of delight that comes from camaraderie. Yes. If like James Hooper just wanted to climb up another tall mountain, like you don't get a taller than Everest. Like he did that already. So then why continue? And I think, it's because when you accomplish things together, like there's joy that comes in teamwork. And that's... Ugh, love that. Actually. Like, yeah, yeah. So to build on that, it reminds mm-hmm. me of the, there's the, the Greensboro, um, uh, there was a lunch counter incident back in 1960 something. So, so this is okay. a weird... <laughs> okay. Okay. No, Let's well, it was, yes. it was a sit-in. So this is back in the, um, you know, the uh, the civil rights movement. One of the, the the schools. It was a school, and there was a there was a lunch counter, like a cafeteria, and these four boys, these four black young black boys, wanted to come and sit. A uh, students sit in the in the lunchroom to eat their lunch, and basically people had told them to get out, like. You know, of course, it was racist. And so um, at first it was just the one the one 
student, he said he went in there and then experienced this. So then the next day he brought his best friends and they went and sat in there. And, and then uh, they were ridiculed and all of this stuff, but they had told their friends that they were going. So then that afternoon, more people came and then their brothers and their friends, they, they heard the same story and they all ended up coming in. And at that end, at the end, by that afternoon, there were over like 80 people inside and 300 people outside mm. of the lunch cafeteria, mm. like sitting in and being a part of that. Right. And of course that was the, it was a, a movement and, and a, and a, um, a sit in demonstration protest. But when I think about that piece of like somebody going in there to, to make a statement, like I'm doing this, I'm doing something, but I could do that on my own. But when I do that with people, then we connect with each other and we give each other strength to do it mm-hmm. because the strong ties in relationship that we have encourages us to do scary things. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And I you feel can, like yeah. it's hard to do I, alone. And yeah. what's funny is like, like with my kids, with Charlie, I'm just trying to tell him like today he, I got him a, like a new little truck at the thrift store. And then we mm-hmm. saw a friend and of course the friend wanted to play with it. And immediately Charlie was upset. And the lesson I'm trying to teach Charlie is it's fun to share but that's like actually not a lesson or not like an experience that he gets naturally. Cause for him, it's not fun to share. It's fun mm-hmm. to hoard. I just mm-hmm. want all the toys to be mine. But mm-hmm. then if you actually like really experience playing with someone with mm-hmm. the toy, mm-hmm. then you realize that's something that like, that like, that's, that is more fun than just playing alone by yourself with a truck. Yes. Like, yes. And when that's the lesson I'm just trying to teach him. And I mm-hmm. don't know why it doesn't click for me as an adult that when I'm like, well, why doesn't he just do the challenge on his own and set a record time <laughs> that I'm like, so confused <laughs> as like why he would want to do it with people. <laughs> well, well, and and I think it's because in, originally he had said he could. And we yeah. all could do things alone. And I, and I think that um, we have been taught a lot of ways in an inv- individualist society to do things alone. And, and that's why I think also it doesn't come naturally, you know, to, to, um, to have to be strong and do something on your own, to achieve something, to, be, to, be, um, to only rely on the self because the self is the only one we can control. But ultimately, what ends up happening is actually letting go and trusting that somebody else may or may not do the same thing or be you, be as good as you or like you or do it the same as you. So, for example, this team that he brought forward, um, our call to the light, um, all uh, anything that, uh, you know, the sit in that happened uh, in 1968 or you know, yeah. I, I mean, I just read this like a few months ago, so it's like, I don't know how it's still in my mind, but I think it was just so impactful is the, mm. is, is just how strong, uh, when strong bonded people. So for example, like, um, when, when you and I are, or it builds bonds actually. So like mm. it, it creates the opportunity to have that strength and mm-hmm. to persevere. And I think that in general, um, if we don't have it, it's a very lonely, lonely road. 
to any type yeah. of any type of um, goal because um, so many things happen when different minds collaborate together to achieve like ideas and 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 projects or even um, joy like yeah I mean I think about how how huge that movement was for black liberation yeah just that one thing but he couldn't have done that on his own he had to bring people he had to bring people with him and he had to bring his friends and friends that would connect with him and back him up people that would stand outside and back them up because they knew the people inside and the people that are you know on and on and on so as we yeah. find delight and now I'm getting all like on my soapbox but it's like as we sit together to talk about delight other people hear us talking about delight may want to focus on talking about delight. Then suddenly delight becomes something that is not unusual to have to sit and think about because so many people are going to schedule time to talk about delight. And as mm -hmm. that moves forward, you start to see, oh, wow, if I hold each other, we can hold each other accountable to doing that and to mm -hmm. move something forward. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. I just mm -hmm. go, oh, so good. Mm -hmm. so. It's, but yeah. I think, you know where I think the rub is? Mm. Because the rub is, I think, where when you say to accomplish something together. Because sometimes, like, what matters more? The fact that you complete the challenge? That you, mm -hmm. like, make mm -hmm. a change through that protest? Mm -hmm. Or that, like, bond Or that their itself. friends stood aside, aside, yeah. aside them. Yeah. Like, I think because about sometimes, how yeah. beautiful that is. Like, do you remember all the times, whether it's like that, do you remember way back, I don't know what year, when they had like the 99% like campouts everywhere? Yeah. And a lot of people were like, what was the point of that? Did they accomplish mm -hmm. anything? But mm -hmm. then I think about like, but what about the people that like made communities through that, that like built, like you said, found strength in each other and found like relationships and camaraderie. We don't know where that led to. And maybe it led to nothing, quote unquote, that like could be called an accomplishment from like an outsider's view. But isn't that in itself, the community that was created in that moment in itself, like good? Absolutely. No, I would agree with you for that. Like, I mean, I think about how, um, in fact, in general, like I think about connection with people it requires so much trust and and relationship building like you need to be able to do that in order to feel safe in who you bring around with you or who you have in your life or who you're going to bring on any mission or anything like that but you think I think about um even just to do life like so not even doing anything mm -hmm. but being able to um do some like do something in togetherness simply because um, you can build those relationships. You can be together. Yeah. To be together. Yeah. And I think that that's the human, the human condition in general as a whole is like um, the scary thing is to let people in and the, the, like Ugh, to, yeah. to do that. Right. And yeah. like, I think that even when we talk about Charlie sharing and, and uh, me, like if I, it, or you and me, and it's like, well, if I don't do the call or if, if Yonju didn't call me today, I probably would have forgotten kind of thing. It's like, mm -hmm. it's, it, it, it goes to show that like, um, you could still trust me to pick up the phone or that I could still trust that 
you're going to take care of something or, or that like mm-hmm. we can trust and hold each other accountable or we bring different things. But that um, even for Charlie, that it's like, although he may have to share by learning that lesson, he's, he is, he's having to struggle with letting go and not always doing something his way. Yeah. When, when that happens, like um, we learn something from somebody. And I think that that in itself too, is just this beauty of like connection and opening each other's minds and hearts to seeing and loving each other so much more because we only know what we know. And so he gets to see how someone may be able to play with something and learn from them and grow and then build connection. And even though it was that he had to maybe risk his toy not being, you know. um, That's so interesting that sharing is related to, I think what you're saying is humility. It is Because you're saying that like by sharing, I'm Mm -hmm. trusting Mm -hmm. that there's something... um, from you that is like you're just opening yourself up by sharing you're opening yourself up and that makes you vulnerable but you're also trusting that person Mm -hmm. and all of that is like tied to humility in a way and it's just like it's the hardest lesson like I still don't Mm -hmm. want it (laughs) I really don't want to absolutely Because what we do and how we do things is the most comfortable. Like, think about the way, like, and so if we want to sit in our comfortable way, then we're not going to open our minds to anybody. And then what happens to that is just that thing where we think that what we know, what we want is best. And that is so hard because it's the individualism mentality to be that we, without knowing it, which is why it's a bias. What I do, yeah. how I do is best. And yes. it's because we don't open our minds to being the opp- with the opportunity to trust in ourselves. Like you could have said, well, Lily is like terrible with routine. So I'm not going to ask her to do it. Mm. So then you would go and do it. But then it would be what it would, I be, would be alone. Uh, <laughs> you would be alone. Right. Or, or you would do it your way. But what if what if the collaboration allowed you to see something and 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 experience yourself in another way i think about even this this uh, mountain guy the everest guy that you were talking about sorry mountain guy um but but even with him he could have done it in 24 hours and these two people that were risking his project to not make it in 24 hours what he practiced was this patience and mentorship and And all these other things. And that's not to gain from it because he probably had no idea that that's what would happen. But what it is, is it opened his eyes to something that he had no idea about. And I think that experience is shared for that reason, too. It's just so that you can be surprised together with someone of what they can bring or and it's not even about contribution. It's just more like experiencing together because so much happens better when we're together and not alone. And it's, yeah. And I think we've said in one of the previous episodes about how we want to share. We want to yes. share the light. Like the light is more delightful when you share it. Yes. But like, it's one thing for me to just tell you something delightful happened. And another thing for us to have shared that experience together and then debrief mm-hmm. it together. That's mm-hmm. like even more delightful than. Definitely. Uh, and I think <laughs> and I think this is why I think friendship is so important because mm-hmm. 
like if I think about just like romantic relationships like first of all there's like all sorts of like romantic endorphins and like hormones involved and so it's not like this pure thing (laughs) it's like this sexually like driven thing but like if you think about just like yeah like camaraderie and like just pure friendship you're just going on like mutuality and mm-hmm. and I think that that's like a level of beauty and love that's like I think even if it's appreciated in the world even then it's underappreciated because I think friendship is like so beautiful it it truly is and um you know even something else that I would say is a lot of people are in relationships with other people, like in intimate relationships that are not friendships. Mm. Like, like I think that so often, uh, you know, um, friendship is not, I think friendship, even in, in parents, like I think about these things where like friendship is not, um, it's not even just one type of relationship it can exist in all relationships and differently and and like I can't be uh somebody every everybody's girlfriend necessarily or something like that or a partner right or something like that but Mm -hmm. I can be I but in friendship you can and like you can be a friendship in a parent like with like having a friendship with your child having a friendship Mm -hmm. with your sister or just a sistership but that is not they're not the same and so like building friendship in a relationship is invaluable and it is such a different definition I think of relationship and so that's that's such a power because like what I never knew and I mean I I was divorced right as you know but it was like that sense of the lack of friendship in there versus Mm. like in within relationship like and so, or, well, not necessarily, but I think um, it can be hard sometimes to find friendship in relationship if you're not aware of it, because so often we want to do things alone. Yeah. And so we don't necessarily build that connection of friendship. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a very solo experience and then um, arriving and doing a task as opposed to, um, you know, finding the larger piece of it, which is connection, humility, um, uh, delight and uh, like all of the pieces in there that could be you know um yeah embodied in that relationship. truth truth uh, so it's like um yeah like there's there's a I think when it comes to like our call like I think that huge piece in of is is a friendship that we've been building while yeah. listening to this delight at full talk and also knowing why we're doing it together like mm-hmm. we're holding space for each other and I think that that's such a and if, if you're a love language person quality time it's such a <laughs> love language it's a love yes. language right so yes, it's like yes. holding space for somebody to share Warm something love. just joyous yeah. and delightful about the, uh, for them and then yeah. to revel in their delight is yes. like such a quality time slash gift slash you know you know, just uh, being able to um, have that with somebody. And so mm-hmm. we're sharing a love language and we're feeling so loved. And I do feel that very much so. Um, and it builds yeah. our relationship. So I totally agree. I yeah. feel like this is another kind of layer, 
another whipped cream layer on our friendship. It makes Aww. it more delicious. <laughs> I think that we should. On top. Yes, for sure. <sighs> we should wrap this up. But okay, I'm so yes. glad that we um, had this moment. I don't know if we'll come back and what form we'll come back, but I I am so thankful. Ditto. I do have one more or one or two more mm-hmm. things. I know that mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. I was just building on, I was building on a couple of yours as well, but I was, um, I, the, the other one that I found was the like challenge of recognizing like the awareness to the fact that I just didn't focus on delight when things got hard, <laughs> like, or, or a delight in general, like you just go, Oh, like that lack of gratitude really, but yeah, yeah. also just how hard it was to have to think about it, delight being something that was genuinely mine. I found actually mm. when I was doing this call and we've talked about this is I would go, okay, how, what kind of thing is happy enough to talk about to be happy? Like good. What, what's good enough to talk about to be delightful? And is right. it like whoever's listening, are they going to understand that or care about it enough? And so should I yeah. choose something? And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, so then who is it for? Is it for mm-hmm. the audience to hear me talk about how happy I am? Or is it right. really for me to just really challenge and ask myself, like, what am I doing this for? And And yeah. so I had to sit in that for a while, like trying to think about, Am I just pleasing somebody by telling people what I'm happy about? Like, good on me for being happy? Or is this really a challenge that I'm taking on for myself to be like, I am going to, like, really think about this because clearly um, it's even when I think about happiness, I think about happiness to please others. So, like, that can be very exhausting. I don't want to have to be happy for anyone but myself. Yes. Like, you know, or like, or be happy because I want to genuinely be happy and, or or not happy. And I keep using that, but something delightful to experience something delightful or to recognize delight in my life. And Mm. so in that, um, I found, I, I found myself challenged to understand what I really deemed as delightful. And if I did was it because I wanted myself to feel delight or to please others that I was trying my best to find it and like which sounds really sad but because you know the truth is is when things get tough it is uncomfortable for everyone around us to experience our hardship so they Mm -hmm. want us to be delightful Mm -hmm. so like it's another definition of the word and I had to redefine it for myself. And that was a lot of what came out of this call. Oh, like, that's amazing. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was a huge one. And um, I am now trying to find it because I want to find it, not because I'm yes. trying to please others in finding things, um, yes. not because I have to be happy for anybody, but for, yes. but for me to genuinely be looking in my life to be happy yeah. for myself. Yeah. Anyway, not so, so that you have to share it on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. And yes. so, um, yeah, I'm really thankful for this, and and it kind of gave me a practice mm. because mm. I actually was had, had sometimes at the end of the week would go, what did I find delightful about this week? Because <laughs> I pissed, 
And then I was like, oh, wait a minute. But I mean, I had an amazing time doing this thing. Or like, I, or right. like, you know, what did I do? So yeah. one of the I, things, yeah. mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll stop here after this, but one mm-hmm. of the things that I heard, um, uh, and I can't remember who said it, but it really stuck with me was that um, oftentimes someone will ask you like, how are you doing? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm doing all right. Or, or, or like, or how was your trip? Oh, it was good. Or how was it? Oh, fine. And we often glaze over like what had happened. And so then it's like our, even to my own self, my life can seem very uninteresting. Yeah. But if I, if so, so the, the person had said to edit your life, like what are some of the highlights that happened so that you yes. know, so that you know for yourself what you've done? Yes. And to really yes. put that out. So that when someone asks you, or even if you ask yourself, like, what, what was good about today? That it was like, this was good about today. Today, yeah. this happened. Because yeah. if you don't, then so often it just gets deleted. Yeah. And so like, this is a way for us also to document things that have happened. And um, uh, so that it's for me to understand that that did happen. Like I mm-hmm. maybe may not remember that I had this incredible conversation with my mom and how delightful it really was and how delighted mm-hmm. I really was. But when mm-hmm. we talked about it last week, it's now immortalized. It's sitting yes, there. Yes, for sure. And I will now remember that. Like, it's just so special to be able, I probably wouldn't have talked to anyone about it that way. Mm. So it just is that kind of intention. So, okay, I'm done now. <laughs> no, I love that. I feel I do feel like how it's so easy to look back and think about all the stressful times that we've had like that moment was super stressful that moment was super awkward but if you don't really try to remember the things that were joyful Mm -hmm. it's hard to remember and I think that's part of why like humanity must have created all of these uh, rituals like a wedding ceremony and a baptism and all of these things because you were trying to remember like this is a moment of celebration and like you need that you need to Mm -hmm. celebrate I think so and I mean I think it's even about gatherings right yeah Mm -hmm. like in general any type of thing that we schedule for ourselves to bring attention to and intention to so I love it. Love, love. Thank <laughs> Delight. you for sharing and delighting with me. Delighting with me over the last two months. It has yeah. been truly invaluable. And I am so thankful for it, honestly. Me too. Thank you Ugh. for your friendship. Ditto. Thank you so much for your friendship. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I appreciate bye. you. Okay. <laughs> bye. Bye to the listeners if you are there now or in the future (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll talk to you again yes sounds good (laughs) thank you for listening bye (laughs) i love you so much if you suck i need a hug